celebrating 30 years of phenomenal trend forecasting. Here's Gerald Salenti with today's trends in the news. Hi, this is Gerald Salenti. It's Friday, September 13th, Friday the 13th, 2019. And here are some of today's trends in the news. Hey, it wasn't Friday the 13th over in Asia. The markets are up. Up in Europe, mixed in the United States. Whew. Silver took a hit, gold's down, and oil, boop, down a bit too long with Bitcoin. So what's going on? The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose on Friday, posting its first eight-day winning streak in more than a year, but it's only up a little bit. Amid improving sentiment around U.S.-China trade relations. How many times are they going to say this? Every day, virtually. So here's the story. Let's suppose they cut a great deal with China. You think that's going to push the markets up for a long time? No, because it's not the trade wars that's slowing down the global economy. As I keep pointing out, hey, how about those car sales over there in India, huh? Yeah, they're only down 41%. Nothing to do with trade. Has to do with no dough. That's right, because the monetary methadone that they shot into the bull to keep it running is running out. And what else do we have here? The Dow finished Friday's session 0.7 below an interday high, and the S&P 500 was also within striking distance of its all-time high. So here you go. If the trade wars really meant anything, do you think the Dow and the S&P would be that far from new highs? No, because all they're feeding us one day after another is nothing more than bullshit. You got it. And what else do we have over here? Gold prices eased on Friday, heading for the third straight weekly fall as positive U.S. retail sales data and hopes for a thaw in Sino-U.S. trade tensions lifted equities and yields to multi-week highs. So the reality is, they keep pumping more cheap dough into it. Central banks keep lowering interest rates. Gold is going to have its ups and downs, but as I see it, in your trend alert, your trend alert, how low will gold go, how high will it rise, the answers are all there, and the high is a lot higher than the low. So, oil falls as demand concern contends with U.S.-China trade hopes. So oil prices went down, even though China and the United States may strike a deal because there's a global slowdown. And here we go. The Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries and the International Energy Agency this week said oil markets could end up in surplus next year. So what are they going to do? They're talking about cutting back more oil than they're putting on the markets right now. And remember, with oil prices at the $60 level, a lot of OPEC countries are in trouble because they need oil prices a much higher rate than that to keep their economies from going down. As I mentioned, for Saudi Arabia, they say it's about $100 a barrel. So they're only about halfway there, a little better. Yeah, 40% to go. ECB is running out of options because yesterday 
Draghi calls for urgent spending surge as he relaunches stimulus. Isn't that nice? He relaunches stimulus. Draghi did. Yeah, the former Goldman Sachs cat playing head of the European Central Bank. But he's going to be out there soon. And the former head of the International Mafia, uh, excuse me, International Monetary Fund, Christine Lagarde, is going to take his place. And by the way, a woman is going to take Christine Lagarde's place at the IMF. So if only women were in charge. Yeah, the International Mafia Fund, Federation, excuse me. Doesn't make any difference. Men, women, black, white, creed, color, race, religion. Doesn't make a bit of difference. Good and bad comes in all of them. So what do we have here? European central banks are acting quickly, Mr. Trump tweeted. They're trying to succeed in depreciating the euro against the very strong dollar hurting U.S. exports. And the Fed sits and sits and sits. They get paid to borrow money while we are paying interest. So Trump wants to lower interest rates, and he will. The Fed meets next week. How low will they go? Well, they're talking 25 basis points. So that'll bring it to 1.75 interest rate when the Great Recession hit in 2008. They were at five. So they could go only now 1.75 lower. And other quotes here. The Eurozone faced more protracted weakness than previously thought, mainly because of the global trade slowdown, Mr. Draghi added. The ECB cut its forecast for growth in the 19-member single currency zone this year by 10 basis points to 1.1%. 1.1% growth in the whole Eurozone. That's not a lot of growth. So they're running out of options. They're also going to do more uh, quantitative easing. Yeah, we're going to buy more corporate bonds and government bonds, about 20 billion euros a month, and they may put more into it. The ECB tried to lower borrowing costs for companies by buying almost $3 trillion, $3.2 trillion of debt. That's 3 trillion euros, $3.2 trillion in dollars, including a hundred and 80 billion in corporate bonds. That's what they did before. Corporate bonds. So the big guys get a break. This is corporatism. They're not supposed to be doing this. And that's why the bigs keep getting bigger and everybody else keeps getting poorer. So what else do we have here? In the Eurozone in Japan, about 70% of government bonds now have a negative yield. And you're looking at the data over here, the countries that are in negative rates, it's one after another. Denmark cut interest rates. Its currency is tied to the euro, and it has negative interest rates for longer than any other country. The cut was the first reduction in rates for almost four years, taking Denmark back to equal its previous record low rate, you ready, of minus 0.75%. You can't make this stuff up. Oh, Turkey cuts rates again in effort to pull out of downturn. All right, that's why gold prices, I forecast, will stay high because all of the cheap money they're pumping into the system. Beijing 
push to arrest slowing growth deemed too little, too late. So they lower that uh, reserve requirement ratio so the banks really don't need any money to back them up to loan more dough, and they need to boost up their overbuilt real estate sector, which in Europe accounts, in, excuse me, which in China accounts for 25% of its GDP. So they're going to be doing more to keep trying to get that economy going, and it's not slowing down because of trade wars. It's just a slowdown. And if you don't think it's a slowdown, how about this? From today's Financial Times, IFO lowers German growth forecast for next two years. This is the fourth largest economy in the world, one of the biggest exporters in the world, high-quality products, high standard of living, and IFO is a top think tank that gets a lot of respect from economic forecasters and the financial institutions. The gloom hanging over the Eurozone economy is darkened after the IFO Institute cut its closely followed forecast for German growth over the next two years. The German economy is at risk of falling into recession. And the German economy shrank 0.1% in the second quarter, and they're looking at more decline in the next quarter. Germany reported the largest annual fall among the leading economies in terms of production contraction with a 5.5% annual contraction. This is their lifeblood, and it's down 5.5%. The IFO cut its forecast for German gross domestic product growth this year to 0.5%. They're going to do everything they can to stimulate it because the fiscal policy only goes so far because the Germans don't want to go deep in debt. So the monetary policy, that cheap money, that's running out. So now you're going to see more fiscal policy. That means governments putting us deeper in debt to try to juice the economy, and you know it will fail. General Motors recalls 3.5 million trucks, SUVs, over brakes. Regulators step up Nissan brake probe, 550,000 rogues. And what they do is people are complaining because their vehicles slam on the brakes for no reason. These, all this high-tech stuff. I keep mentioning this because people keep talking about Driverless cars. Yeah, right. And European automakers bet on electric. See that one, huh? Yep, everything's going electric. No. You know why? Because hybrid vehicles and electric plug-ins accounted for 2.4% of overall vehicle sales in Europe. And they have much stricter emission controls than the rest of the world. Their antiquated systems, batteries are invented in 1800. They need a new system. On to some other global information and also about America's love for war. U.S. is poised to send 150 troops to patrol 
northeast with the Turks in Syria, right? What right does America have to be there? It's illegal. Can anybody say illegal? It's illegal for Turkey to be there. The United States now has some over 1,000 troops, depending on whose numbers you're looking at. And we're doing this without any consent of we the people or Congress. We're in over 80 countries with over 800 military bases. And it's time to occupy peace because these sickos, all they know how to do is occupy war. And they're sick as sick can be, both the repulsivekins and the dumbocraps. Amid bipartisan outcry, White House agrees to release Ukraine military aid. Don't you love it? Don't you want to spend your money to give it to the Ukraine? Oh, here it is. Senator Lindsey Graham, who just stepped out of the closet, oh, no, he didn't, of South Carolina, and Democrat from Illinois, Richard Durbin, said the administration told them that they would release $250 million, which is intended to train and equip Ukrainian forces against the Russian incursion. You're losers. You're stealing our money to give it to the military-industrial complex. Oh, isn't Ukraine right next to Russia? Hey, how far is the United States from Ukraine? No, we're everywhere. We're going to bring freedom and democracy there. Here, you ready? The delay promised a swift backlash. This Trump held back the funds. So that delay of the funds going prompted a swift backlash from repulsivekins and democrats in Congress, where there has been long, strong support from both parties for Ukraine's efforts to stave off Russian aggression. But United States aggression in Syria, in Libya, in Iraq, in Afghanistan. Oh, how about supplying all those weapons to kill all those Yemenis? What are you doing in Somalia? How about Sudan? When are we going to occupy peace? When you send enough money to make it happen. Send it to OccupyPeace.com. Because without peace, there will be no beauty, no joy, no freedom, no liberty, no love, and no advancement of society because they're stealing our money when we need it here to give it to the military, industrial, and intelligence complex. And I use that word intelligence. It's really an oxymoron because there's not an ounce of intelligence among those morons. You ready for this headline? Israel tiptoes toward conflict with Lebanese foes. A widening campaign by Israel to blunt the threat posed by Iran's ally Hezbollah and the pushback from beyond Israel's borders are rising the risk that the two sides will stumble into a war. The Lebanese president, Aoun, called a late Russia drone attack, August drone attack in a Beirut suburb the equivalent of a declaration of war. So Israel sent in a drone. So this thing is heating up. Hezbollah's leader vowed to strike Israeli military vehicles in the next attack. Current and former Israeli officials acknowledge that Israel's campaign is adding to tensions. But it's okay because, hey, like the United States, we could go anywhere we want. 
and destroy anybody we want and kill anybody we want because we have the right to do so. Netanyahu, Israel will probably launch a full-scale war against Gaza. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu again is trying to appeal. He has the election coming up next week to his right-wing base, and he confirmed that he will probably launch a full-scale war in the Gaza Strip sometime soon. Netanyahu argued that War was the last option, but, quote, we'll probably have no choice but to set out on a full military campaign. Isn't that nice? Against the Palestinians, Gaza, an open-air prison. On to the presidential reality show in the USSA. What a clown, what a freak show it is. They hardly spoke a word in the third debate about the wars, about the military-industrial complex, about the murder that the United States keeps committing all over the world. Hardly a mention of it. But we're going to have gun control, I told you. Yeah, look at this big story in the toilet paper record. Gun control now. This is the business section. This is the business section. They got no business putting this in the business section because the business section of the New York Times is nothing more than a lot of... Bullshit. You got it. Doing nothing about America's gun violence crisis is simply unacceptable. And that's the heads of nearly 150 companies signed a letter urging the Senate to act to curb gun violence. And that was a big one last night. Gun violence. How about... Bomb violence. How about you? I, the, the tons of bombs they just dropped over that little island in Iraq. How about the reports coming out the United States bombs away all throughout Afghanistan? That's okay. Bombs, missiles, that's fine. But no gun violence. The fish rots from the head down, and we got a lot of rotted fish at the head. We got the Trump, we had the Obama, we had the Bush, we got the Clinton, we had the other Bush. Keeps going on and on. So if they could kill anybody that they want, why can't some other sick person kill anybody that they want for the same sick reasons? Gun control will be as ineffective as the war on drugs. All it will do is steal more of our rights and prove nothing because the people that want to kill will kill, whether it's a knife, whether it's a gun, whether it's a bomb, whether it's gasoline, any kind of incendiary device. And there are over, there are nearly 400 million guns out in the market. The criminals will get all they want, just like you get all the drugs you wanted. So gun control, how about war control? How about occupying peace? Again, hardly a mention about it in the presidential reality show. And then finally, inching toward impeachment, House Judiciary Committee sets rules. Impeachment of Trump is totally a waste of time. It'll divert the energy that we need to go in a more positive direction. Yes, it'll help him maybe lose the election in 2020. But right now, as we see it, and as what I see in the presidential reality show on the Democratic side, Trump still wins. 
And even if the House impeaches him, the Republican Senate is not going to convict him. This is Gerald Salenti, and that's some of today's trends in the news.